After months and months of comments and observations of politicians and political commentators, I'm conscious of something that has reached a critical point, a catastrophic failure of civility. I've found myself struggling to manage my own behavior and bridle my own tongue as I've listened to heated exchanges between people who are supposed to be friends and colleagues, as well as those who are a political opponents. If the tone of conversations about political issues in recent years is any indicator of civility in American life, I'd have to say civility has reached an all-time low. I've been thinking for some time that some comment will represent rock bottom, and maybe then things will start to improve. That hasn't happened yet, and from the looks of things, it may not happen for some time to come. Christians play a vital role in the political process in this country. They always have. However, it is a sad thing when that voice of the Christians becomes one with the shrill, strident, rude voices that make groundless accusations, promote falsehood, and encourage hatred and bigotry. Today's reading from the letter of James offers the followers of Jesus an admonition regarding the use of our tongues. The wisdom of James' admonition suggests that there is an option for Christians that goes beyond mere civility. James writes, How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by the human creature. But no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. The message of James, coupled with the words of the psalmist, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, which we read this morning, suggest a way for Christians of all political viewpoints to make a constructive contribution to the conversations regarding controversial issues at home and abroad. With our tongues, we have the potential to bless or to curse. God has called and entrusted to us a message of peace and reconciliation. We're blessed in order to be a blessing to others. My argument for or against any issue may not be the one that changes the mind of my opponent, but my words have the power to change lives and to bless. So I need to be careful what I say and how I say it.
The spring that gives water and the tree that yields fruit are lessons for the tongue. The spring and the tree are either healthy or unhealthy. A good spring gives good water and a good tree gives good fruit. So also the tongue is an indicator of the heart that lies within. The tongue is a revealer of the heart of the one who speaks. The story is told of a man who lived in a highland village in Scotland. He passed along a rumor about another man for whom he did not care. And the story, though he thought it to be true, was not true. And when the story got around the village, it utterly destroyed the other man. His family, his job, and his integrity were all devastated by the rumor mill. He finally had to leave town a ruined and defeated man. As you might have guessed, the fellow who passed the story along discovered that the rumor was false. He had helped to destroy an innocent man with his tongue. He went to his pastor, whom he called Domini, and he said, Domini, I have destroyed a man with my words. And he told his pastor the whole story. Please, Domini, he said, I'm sorry. Can I be forgiven for this sin? The pastor told the man that this was not so simple. And he told him to take a pillow full of feathers and place one feather in the front of every yard and every house in the village. And although the fellow thought this was to be a strange request for a pastor to make, he really wanted forgiveness So he followed the instructions to the letter. At last he came back to the pastor and he said, Domini, I've done what that you asked. Now may I be forgiven? Not yet, my son, the pastor replied. You must first retrace your steps and bring back to me every feather you placed in the village. But Domini, I could never do that. The wind has carried the feathers away. Yes, pastor said, and in like manner have your careless words destroyed an innocent man. Humans have been given a special place and a special purpose in the divine scheme of things. A friend of mine wrote this reflection after viewing a series of photos from the Hubble telescope. The word universe comes from the Latin phrase unus versus, which can be translated as one verse. A verse is a line of poetry. When God spoke the universe into being, it can be said that God poetically crafted creation through the divine word. We are God's artwork. And I believe that is so. We are God's artwork. And not only that, we are God's artists. We are privileged in ways no other creature knows, to participate with God in the ongoing process of creation and redemption. That privilege places a special burden on our shoulders. Perhaps it's our cross to bear. But let us bear it with courage and hope, believing that the way we use the gift of language can bless the lives of those all around us just as surely as that gift can be used to bless God, our creator. For how can we say 
We love God, whom we cannot see, when our words are hateful toward our neighbors, whom we can see, created in the likeness of God. By all means, express your views, speak your mind, support the candidates of your choice, but by God's grace, when you do, try to let the words you speak reflect the influence of the mind of Christ in your heart. And so we pray, grant, O Lord, we pray that the words we have said and sung this day may find favor in your sight and that your truth may be grafted in our hearts, that our lives may show forth its fruit to your honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.